0: Hi, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you are listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing, podcast.
1: All right, we've got a, uh, a special show here, don't we, Steve? Yep. We have uh, Jonathan on the line. You want to say hi?
2: Hey, guys. This is Jonathan with uh, TMG Guitar Company.
1: So today we're kind of just going to talk to you about uh, what's going on over there. We Steve talked about kind of the rumors that he had heard about your company a few episodes ago i think right after nam somewhere in there and you reached out to us and were like hey if uh if you want the full scoop then you can talk to me and we uh we just finally got our schedules lined up so that we could do this thing
2: yeah thanks for the opportunity guys definitely i really appreciate it for
1: sure hey, thanks Thanks for the opportunity to let us talk to you. You know, this is uh, big stuff for us too. So,
2: <laughs> of course. So, uh, where should we start? Um, I guess probably um, we could start with how I how I first got involved with TMG, and um, we can we can go on from there. and Let you guys ask questions as we go.
0: Yeah, sure. That, that sure. sounds good. I mean, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of information. Beef, whatever about TMG out there, but you know, everyone's got their own, their own piece. And, and obviously as the guy who now owns it, like, you know, you've got your voice as well. Yeah, So
2: definitely. Um, there's a lot of information and I, I definitely appreciate being able to share a little bit of my story. Um, a lot of it, I kind of I haven't shared publicly yet. Um, I've been a little shy uh-huh. cause some, some places are a little, uh, I guess hard to to speak up without kind of getting bullied a little bit, but um, oh yeah, <laughs> understandably. Well, the there's show, <laughs> there's so much
1: information out there, and there's you know just so much like bad press on the internet yeah. as far as kind of surrounding the brand and the the previous owners and yes. things that were happening. Apparently, I mean it it was going on for a while, and when it was at its hottest, we had people who listened to our our show asking us to talk about it, and I was like, you know, the water is so murky on this, I can't really tell what's up or down and what isn't <clears throat> isn't, so we we just didn't even really talk about it, yeah. because it's just like, I didn't want to be repeating gossip that wasn't true, basically, so maybe we can get to, you know, address a little bit of that, and, and then talk about what's going on now, you know?
2: Cool. Yeah, well, um, I guess... I, from my perspective, how, how it all started was, um, I, I also own a company called rogueguitarshop.com. guitar Um, right. the two companies aren't related apart from the fact that, uh, uh, rogue became TMG's first U S dealer. And okay. I was, I was approached by their artist relations, uh, dealer guy, Donnie Garrett. Um, okay, he, yeah, I know Donnie. Yeah. He and called so me I, up. I
0: know him from the internet. Yeah,
2: so he called me up and was like, "Hey, you carry some really cool brands, a lot of high end stuff. Um, we were we were at the time carrying another brand called uh, Kelton Suede, uh, which is also another pretty controversial brand. Uh, if anyone's interested uh-huh. in checking them out, but we uh, we were <laughs> car- we were carrying Kelton Suede, and um, he's a guy in Nashville building guitars for uh, Keith Urban and you know some other." big artists or whatever, but Donnie was like, was really impressed that we had them. Cause we were the only dealer in the U S for them as well. And so, um, Donnie and I began talking and we ended up putting an order in for four guitars. And this was, uh, 2013. I believe, uh, we received the guitars in October of 2013 and ordered them in, in July. If, if I remember correctly. And, um, after that like things were dealer it was just kind of a normal dealer uh manufacturer relationship we were selling guitars and things were going really well and um and then they started releasing their pedals and uh we were carrying their pedals tmg was getting a lot of traction they had just gone to nam um i I believe that was early 2014 they went to nam and um You know, kind of blowing up a little bit. We were getting a lot of sales. We probably sold twenty guitars and and Mm -hmm. uh, wow, four months or five months. So it was it was going. It was awesome. It was a lot of guitars and Uh yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. Relationship was normal.
0: just to throw this this out there, I mean, yeah, you know, tw- twenty guitars doesn't sound like a ton, but when you're c- talking about you know it's a three thousand or so dollar guitar, like yes. that's that's a pretty big purchase. Like that's that's not you know it's not Guitar Center selling twenty Squire Strats a day situation.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, and honestly, some of that might have been attributed to um, I developed pretty unique relationships with my manufacturers, so we kind of try to push a little bit of, uh, for a little bit of favoritism. So they kind of push clients our way and give us opportunity to sell to guys that are already, um, you know, into the product and things like that. So they were sending us some referrals and that was helping. And we were doing advertising and kind of pushing it. And, um, the clients were really happy with the product, really, really happy with the product. And so then, um, when I started to notice the rumblings, I got an email from a client. He's he's the guy that posted the first GearPage post. Uh, his name is uh, Clown or C-L-W-N on the GearPage. And he posted about um, having a drive pedal that was popping and he was having issues with customer service. And so he, mm-hmm. sent, he sent me a notice like, hey, dude, like, you know, I... I didn't buy this from you, but I know you're a really reputable dealer, and he was kind of letting me know what was going on And because he was kind of fed up with his personal customer experience with TMG. And so, gotcha. uh, I, th- this is my first time I got involved, even publicly, like with anything. I, j- I jumped on the gear page without even talking to Taylor or anyone at Taylor McGrath Guitars, and I was just like, hey, how about. I mediate this since I'm a dealer, anyone who has a problem. Cause I noticed there were a couple other people um, on there that had problems with their overdrive pedals. And I was like, you know, I can be a middleman and anyone who has a problem with their, their pedal all help facilitate, you know, reconciliation. And um, right. so that was kind of like the first rumblings. And, and that was the beginning of the, the crazy threads. And then I didn't pay, really pay attention to it after that or watch it. Cause um uh, TMG or Taylor McGrath Guitars, you know, said they were taking care of it and um you know I was I was kinda communi- communicating with those uh, couple guys on an individual level and um and then where the trouble started actually for me a little bit was um we we had four custom um guitars that were ordered by four clients in a, in a band out of uh, they're near Vancouver, BC. And, um, uh-huh. they ordered four custom guitars in may of 2014. And, right. um, I was, I was called in June, um, saying, uh, Antonio and company, um, told me that the guitars were finished. Hey, can we charge your credit card? And, um, I said, sure. So I called my clients and I was like, um, Hey guys, your guitars are finished. They're going to be ready to ship next week. Everyone was super stoked. They sent me four custom guitars. They sent me $12,000. I sent, you know, TMG, a bunch of money. And the next week came around, nothing shipped. The next week came around, nothing shipped. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And like, my clients are calling me. Hey, what's going on? And this is kind of the start of the um, where okay. I began to experience the you right. know the bad side of TMG, I guess. Um, and uh, so I called up uh, Taylor McGrath Guitars, and I was like, "Hey, like, what what's going on? Where are my guitars? My clients are, you know, getting pissed. I'm getting pissed, and." <clears throat> um surprisingly taylor um owned up to lying to me about the guitars being ready um they weren't really? even, they weren't even built they didn't even wow. they didn't even start them and Whoa. <laughs> i was like what the hell <laughs> so i was i was pretty upset but then um he's kind of you know sharing with me his struggles with TMG, and um, he he kind of just opens up about you know uh, Taylor McGrath guitars getting sued in in Australia, and them having you know struggles there with customs and uh, Fender guitar company suing them, then them moving to the U.S. and that was really expensive, and the drive having its issue. Um, so he kind of opens up to me about all this stuff, and. I had already kind of been, I mentored him a little bit with handling the customer service issues with the drive uh, when I stepped in in May a little bit. And so um, we we began talking and he was like, uh, hey, why don't you invest in TMG? And um, this was, my timeline might be a little bit off, but I believe this was around July 2014 and um, we were uh, we dialogue a little bit about it and I was like honestly dude I am invested you owe me four guitars and yeah yeah. absolutely so I was like I'm not not invested I'm not interested in really putting any money in and um, then uh, he He kept kind of throwing numbers out there like, hey, you know, why don't you invest $50,000 and we'll give you 30% of the brand and you help us turn it around. And so we would talk about it and I would kind of, you know, push back a little, not really being interested. But then also I'm I'm an entrepreneur and I love the industry and I, I love business. And so I was a little bit intrigued. And so we kind of talked about it a little bit more and finally got to the point where we had this conversation one night. And it was, you know, really, it was really late into the night. We talked for like three hours and he was like, this is what I want to do with the brand. And they were all really, honestly, really beautiful things. Like he wanted to, uh, you know, give to charity and do, you know, all of these, all of these things. And I was like, well, what about these customers? Like, and he's like, well, I want, want to, I want to make right with these customers and I want to do the right thing. and, and, he kind of was just like, Hey, we're really struggling. He was talking to Shane and, um, finally got down to the point where like, Hey, we will, um, give you 33% of the company just to fix the mess. And, um, and help us not fail. And, So we kind of talked about it a little bit, and he was like, "I I just want you to take care of Shane because he's worked really hard and he hasn't gotten anything, and he's trying to, you know, uh, get married." And um, so, in my heart, that's what I was going to do. You know, I was going to, you know, hopefully get Shane a little bit of money to take care of his family, starting a new family, and different things like that. So that was kind of the idea. And then um, we we kind of talked about some things, and they're like we'll come down to LA and um, we'll meet cause I'd never met him before. And so I book a ticket, I go down and it was just for a day and I show up and they're really shocked cause I'm really young. I'm only 26 years old and at the time. Uh-huh. Well, well, no, I'm still 26. So I was only 26 <laughs> years old. They were really, really shocked. They're like, dude, I thought you were like 45 some old dude. Um, and that was like the first reaction. And then, so then I, I meet Shane, I meet Taylor and everyone's like really friendly. I meet Josh Williams, who was building their acoustics and, and had some big dreams for building some stuff in house. And he was really cool and he does great work. Um, and I got to watch them assemble, um, five to six guitars, right, right there, that all three guys working Shane was uh you know wiring harnesses and Taylor was they had just gotten their cashmere's in, so like uh which is uh the Les Paul line so the right the they're really inspired and so I'm inspired cuz their new model is just like you know coming to completion right there before their eyes and um I wait I stayed one night and um they worked way late in the night till like five in the morning. And I was like sleeping on the couch and, and it was just really cool. I took a picture. The lighting was cool. Taylor had the place decked out. He, um, he spent a lot of money on decking the place out rather than money on, uh, making sure the business was okay. So that was probably one of the pitfalls was, yeah, the shop was really cool. (laughs) And (laughs) so I was inspired. Everything looked good. And I, um, I, uh, I, I go, I leave, we say goodbye, everything's awesome, and then I miss my flight. And so I come back and stay a whole other night, and I, I'm sitting there watching Shane wire harnesses, and I'm asking him questions, and I'm kind of talking to Taylor about his vision for the business and and getting to know Josh a little bit. And I got to meet uh, Jeremy Talbot. He's, uh, he's the guy with the 56 less Paul he wrote about, Taylor. Uh, uh yeah. That guy. Yeah. So I gotta meet him for the, the first, first time and then, then I gotta meet there. uh I gotta meet Carlos Alamazan, which he's a big time awesome supporter of Rogue Guitar Shop, and he had a really special TMG built for him and he had a bad he had a bad experience with another builder. And um so he he came out and uh Taylor McGrath guitars was delivering his guitar that night. And so he brought some guitars over that he, he had gotten from another builder and he, and he kind of was showing us uh, those guitars and they were not very cool and he wasn't really happy with them. And so we, he gets presented his team gene. He's like moved to tears. Like um, it was a really cool experience. So I go down there, I meet all these guys. They're like making people, you know, cry over their beautiful guitar and like they're super stoked uh-huh. about new stuff coming out. And, um, so in the back of my mind, I'm kind of not worried about, um, everything seems legit, right?
1: Yeah. It's a really great presentation.
2: Everything seems super legit. Everything seems on the up and up just that they had some struggles. Sure. Namely, they got sued by Fender, bad customer service because they're just, musicians building guitars
1: I mean every every new company kind of goes through stuff so when you hear about that stuff going on you don't think like there's anything else going on that's just normal kind of stuff yeah
2: so um everything's on the up and up looks awesome you know um there was one red flag at that point that came up and this was kind of crazy and um when i was about to leave the second time the second day this guy shows up and he's like banging on the door and uh-huh um <laughs> like who the heck is that I, I that's what i was like but this guy comes in and his name is uh patty he's the electrician that built out the the shop or helped build out the shop okay. or he's a plumber and he's owed money. Oh, okay, He's owed a lot of money and he's, um, <laughs> he's still owed money. And, of course. um, he's pissed. And I'm like, I don't know what this guy's going to punch Taylor in the face. And they're, <laughs> they're like shouting and I'm standing there and Shane's standing there. And we're like, Kind of like, what's going on? And Taylor and are like, you know, kind of talking about stuff. And I kind of just was like, hey, you know, I tried to mediate the situation again. And this is kind of might be where I have a fault in this whole situation. It was like, I kept getting involved, like, trying to help reconcile a relationship. And sure. uh-huh. um, so... They well, I mean, you, you know, you're on the ho- you're
0: on the hook for a bunch of money. It's yeah, you know, part of it is is yeah, you want to see people succeed, but also
2: yeah, you're
0: on the hook for a bunch of money.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> at, at that point, i i was I was owed four guitars, um, and I had paid I had paid for three more builds at that point, so I was owed seven guitars by TMG. Um so th- the four customs that I was lied about and then three new ones, a Nigel, um uh, a bass and a Ronnie Scott. And um <clears throat> the timetable actually on those guitars might be a little off. It might be a little bit after that that I owed a couple of those. But I was owed a couple guitars. Sure. And um so everything looks good. This guy comes and Taylor smooths it over and gives him some collateral. And it should have been kind of a red flag. There were a couple red flags, but, um, you know, it, it all seemed like stuff that could be ha- handled with proper business practices. And sure. so I went home and I, you know, talked to my wife about it and, um, and everything was good. And, uh, and, Shane and Taylor had made plans to come and visit, um, the next week or two weeks after. And they're like, yeah, we're going to get tickets. We're going to be there. And they didn't show up. And then the next week they're like, yeah, we're, <coughs> we're going to be there. And, um, cause they were going to come to my turf and meet with me again and kind of just, you know, further solidify things. Cause nothing was solid at this point. Right. we had just kind of been talking and, uh, and then all of a sudden, I get a call, and Shane has left the company, and um, <clears throat> oh, there was there was internal, you know, conflict, and um, that's personal stuff between you know family and different things like that. But um, and Shane saw some things that he wasn't um, wasn't cool with, and so. I didn't really have a clear picture of what was going on, but, um, for me, <laughs> from a business mind, I, um, I really wanted Shane to be involved because he, uh-huh. um, he was a good guy. He was legacy. Um, he helped start the brand, but I didn't necessarily. Okay, so this thought came in my mind when Taylor, they called this, so this was what happened. They called me up and said, hey, Shane wants to go back to Australia Mm because his fiance is putting pressure on him. And I was like, well, I'm not comfortable being in business with someone that's 9,000 miles away or whatever the distance is. And that's when crap hit the fan (laughs) because him and Shane had a dispute about it and then other things came out and then Shane was just done and so Shane's out of the picture two weeks later Taylor comes up and visits for a week my mom flies out to help kind of mediate the situation because she's she's someone I really respect in business uh, and kind of can clearly bring out the facts so that everyone's on the same page and help you know be a neutral party even though she's my mom but she was neutral (laughs) looking at at both parties interests and, and making sure things were clearly set so Um, Antonio comes up and this is like, you know, he's with my family and my friends and, and seems like a cool dude. He's a cool hang. And honestly, like he, he is the best cook. Um, I have ever experienced in my life. He made,
1: he's got that going for him.
2: So, (laughs) so Antonio Taylor comes up the bend and, and, um, everything's super awesome. And he, he kind of, we, we kind of questioned him on some things and he, um, you know, different gear page threads and concerns. And he, he owns up to, you know, the debate about his credentials and, you know, telling customers one thing and another thing happening. And, and, um, <clears throat> he, he expresses a lot of remorse for how he handled things and, Right um, you know, he talks about wanting to do the right thing and making customers whole and um, you know, that he believes in the brand and he believes in the product and and a lot of really compelling things about really cool artists, so things that are kind of intriguing, a little you know, little things that kinda of make you a little starstruck, like, you know, there's sure. legit guitar players playing T M G and Oh yeah. Um So there's just some, some really intriguing things. So this is, this is where it comes down to, um, the why, why did, why did Jonathan get involved in TMG? So, um, up to this point I've, um, you know, seen things seem remotely legit, but need guidance in the business realm. And then I'm owed money. I'm owed guitars. And then he asks for help says, Hey, like I believe in this thing passionately and this is my dream and I want to, I want to do the right thing and I want to make people whole and I failed. Can you please help me? So the three, th- um, and then like I'm inspired by the product. always had sure. a good pro always had a good, uh, um, experience with the product. So three things like I was invested. I was compelled to help people, customers, and, And the company and the owners of the company. And then I was inspired by the product. And so this is what gets me to say yes. And at that point, we kind of talk about the status of the business. Where's the business at? And um, it was my understanding that the business was only at at 10 back orders at that time. Uh Uh-huh and so that was what was conveyed to me and so i was like we can handle that that's easy i can deal with 10 guitars that's a lot that's a lot of cash worth of guitars yeah, but yeah. it's something that we can handle um rebuilding a distressed brand that that is you know we can turn this around and so <clears throat> i've uh, he goes back home and he starts to prepare the shop, and and he gets everything you know situated in L.A. And a week and a half later, I fly down, rent a U-Haul. We pack up the entire shop in a day. We say bye to some people. Um, I meet a couple dealers, and we drive back from L.A. 14 hours to Bend in a U-Haul. And it was a, it was wow. a, it was a good time. I got to know Taylor a little bit, um, just on a like a friendship level, and and that he again seemed like a really cool dude to like hang out with and was, you know, had good conversation and seemed like he had a lot of life experience. And I mean, um, yeah. So we get to bend and this is, uh, um, a lot's going on. It's a really exciting time for Rogue Guitar Shop. We're buying a new building. So we're in the process of buying an 8,400 square foot building for Rogue Guitar Shop, and Tmg is going to have space in it. And and uh, you know, Taylor's building in the Rogue Guitar Shop kitchen, like building guitars. And the first week, and we've sold a couple guitars, and everything seems really good. And and then I get access to the emails. And I start Uh to find backorder guitars. And I'm like, this guy wasn't written back to since June. Who is he? Oh, he's out of guitar. So that's 11 backorders. So we write his name on the board. And I'm going through. And over the next couple weeks, I'm stumbling upon like another 15 backorder guitars. So all of a sudden it doubles. And I'm like, well this isn't what this isn't what you said
1: um, right. that's not what you signed up for
2: that's yeah. a,
0: a little bit more than double of ten
2: <laughs> yeah, so this is more than what I expected, and so it was kind of like you know played off a little bit, hey, we'll deal with it, we've got you know uh t m g assets, so I had you know a, a couple guitars and and uh some amps that we were gonna sell to pay for these back orders and different things. But at that point, like I had invested Taylor and I had an agreement that I would I would uh lend twenty thousand dollars to TMG to help fund everything. So um it wow. gave us a couple guitars to uh we would start to take care of a couple of the back orders and then it'd give us guitars to sell to dealers to make some money. Right. And that was kind of the plan. And So that was like what I did first week, bam, buy, you know, order a bunch of bridges and like, you know, tons of pickups from slider. But then I found out that slider was owed (laughs) $10,000 or, or a figure he was owed a lot. So, um, well, I paid him 10,000 and he was owed like seven or something like that. I don't know. I don't recall the exact figures, but there was just a lot of surprises financially that were not, necessarily disclosed and so all of a right. sudden the pressure starts to, to mount um, and, and things aren't what they seem and um, you know by two months in people find out that I'm involved uh, it gets out there because I wanted to keep it not that I didn't want people to know that I was involved I just um, I wanted to have a track record of success before I publicly announced it and that takes time. Sure, I wanted to start course. delivering backorder guitars. I wanted to start repairing relationships and different things like that. And um, um, people started to find out I was involved. It got on the gear page, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm getting calls every day by people. Hey, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> I, this is my experience. Uh, you're crazy. This is my experience. This is a bad experience I had and dozens of people and I am already in it. I'm already owed now eight guitars at that time and $20,000 or $30,000 because by the end I invested $50,000 and on top of that Rogue Guitar Shop is owed eight guitars. So my personal and Rogue Guitar Shop are both owed a significant amount of money.
1: And so, and I have, um, I've been
2: compelled by the other business owner to, um, help him do the right thing. And so I'm thinking I'm helping him do the right thing this whole, whole time. And um, yeah, yeah, so it just kind of gets into a uh, a messy situation and things are kind of turning really, really dark when I'm involved nothing new negative has happened mind you but I'm finding out about all of the deep secrets of TMG that weren't disclosed yeah. to me and it was uh You're
1: finding all those you're finding all the skeletons in the closet yeah everything everything that was swept under the rug and yeah. all the bills that weren't paid and
2: lots of bills that weren't stuffed. paid <laughs> 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 and uh and it, you know, it comes to the point where like, there's 40 backordered guitars. Whoa! <laughs> and 40s. Yes. Um, it, roughly that, maybe a little less, but um, Sheesh. and we're taking care of some at the time, and I've taken care of a lot, and um, and Taylor helps take care of a lot, and it kind of just got to the point where like Taylor, I started, I you know, Taylor and I's relationship struggled a little, a lot because (coughs) I'm, I'm hearing all these things from people, but then I'm hearing stuff from him, but he's here. And my only option is to continue and make, make this work because I am right now I'm in it. And, um, so there were, there were a, a couple key things that were like the, um, kind of, the, the darkest points and and that was in kind of November no uh early October uh one of our artists called and I was like working really hard to just make sure his reputation was protected and and um to turn the brand's reputation around so I was I was working super hard for this guy and um he's like hey like, I have people harassing me on my Instagram, and, um, right. uh-huh. you know, I have. I mean,
1: the, the internet really took off with, with yes. the drama.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: I, I think, I don't know, I, I don't know if Ryan follows it as closely, but I think I have a, an idea which artist you're talking about. Yeah. But, you know, we, so I think most people who listen to our program probably know. He's a good guy. Yeah, I,
2: I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't want to mention his name because I respect him a lot. And, oh, sure, um, sure, sure. He, him and I are really cool. But um, it, so for me, he's a pillar. I, I, there's two artists that are pillars for TMG. These guys I'm fighting for. And one of them calls and is like, "Hey, like people are asking me on Instagram. I'm like trying to have, uh, you know, a show. And you know, there's guys coming on my Instagram and saying, hey, 'Hey, don't support this guy. He supports TMG.' and um, all this dark stuff starts happening. There's this f- fraud blog with pictures of my family and like my family, not oh, pictures. Geez. They're going after me now, and so it got really dark. And, um, and this artist was like, "Hey, I, I, I really appreciate everything you've done, but I'm, I can't, I can't be a part of this anymore. Um, so I'm out." And I was like, "Hey, can you just give me three weeks to try and and make this work and?" Um, so he's like, I'm going to give you three weeks and not say anything. And, um, so he calls me in three weeks. And so this is like the dark time, like this month. And, um, he calls me back and is like, Hey dude, I made my final decision. I'm out. And this was like a low point for me and Taylor. Like, Hey, like this is, this is like, why are we even here? And, um, and then two weeks later that artist calls back, And, um, he's like, Hey, I just had a life changing experience, you know? Um, and I, I want to help you guys. I've had a complete change of heart and I believe in the brand. I believe in the guitars. I believe that, you know, they're really great instruments and I want to help. And so this is like when things like kind of reboot, a little bit for sure. everything. And we're really encouraged and we have an opportunity. He he gives us an opportunity to build a guitar for one of his friends. That's really badass. And um <laughs> so we're like oh stoked. We get to build this guitar for this really cool artist and and things are looking up. Like the worst came out and um I'm kind of, you know, I'm a little fried at Taylor cuz I you know, all of the crap that I've gone through, but I'm really, um, I'm really forgiving and sure. Maybe foolishly forgiving, but I, again, Taylor is pleading for the opportunity to do the right thing. And all through this, he wants to make sure he's all about, he, his heart, at least he conveys that he wants to do the right thing. And, yeah, um, so good times and we, we <laughs> deliver this guitar, two guitars to these, art, these artists and one for, uh, one is a gift to one artist and one is an exact replica and um, we deliver them on Thanksgiving and, they, and he calls and says hey dude this is super inspirational, I really appreciate it and um, so this is like high times, everything's awesome. And then this is Thanksgiving week, and then Taylor is starting to express that he wants to be back in LA, and so this is kind of when things like uh, start to unravel. Um, right. As far as like so he the, want, the business, did he want to move
1: the? He wanted to move the shop back to LA.
2: He wanted to go back and build in LA, and I was like, okay. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't cool with it, and so for me, like I. There were a lot of really concerning things that I observed um, that had happened in the past um, Uh that I had to deal with. But um, there was not a lot of concerning things apart from being uh, misled about the back orders that happened while we were together. Um, Gotcha.
1: You kind of had them under supervision.
2: I controlled everything. I controlled all the finances. I all the relationships. Taylor just built guitars, and he focused on that. And, um, yeah. So I uh, at I this will, po- at this
1: at this point, how caught up were you on on backorders?
2: We had probably delivered ten or fi- ten or fifteen of them, and okay, okay. Um, so that's some pretty good. Partners. And we had sold another probably ten new ones. And we're beginning to deliver gotcha. those. And, um, I don't know the exact number, but, um, it, it things were moving forward. It was a struggle right. and, um, but everything was like looking, looking good at the point. And then Taylor was like, I'm not really stoked here. My life is in LA. He had, um, he had other things that were attracting him towards LA. And, um, I I wasn't cool with doing business with him when he's nine hundred miles away. I could handle yeah micromanaging and making sure that everything, uh, maybe not micromanage, but managing everything in, right in front of my eyes and yeah, me sure. having control over everything here. Uh, based on the reputation of the company in the past, um, he needed to be here to be accountable and yeah. Um, so at that point, um, I I was like, dude, I don't I didn't agree to that. I agreed to you being here and working with me, and there was a you know argument, a compelling argument to try to get him to stay. And the and the reason why I tried to get him to stay was because he want, he said he wanted to do the right thing, and if he was yeah. gonna leave. He would be going against that and he would be putting me in a position that really sucked. I would, I would, yeah, he's, as he's essentially dumping all this stuff on me and I didn't, I didn't like that. And, um, so, um, we just, uh, we kind of went back and forth, you know, Hey, move, spend a week down there, work three weeks here. But, um, you know, I tried to be flexible, but I had to stick to the principles. Like, Hey, like the business is here. I'm running the business because you know, I'm, we're trying to turn this around, trying to do things in a way that, you know, redeems the brand's reputation and, and you being down there is, is not going to do that. And, um, finally he was like, you know, the pressure is, too great I don't I don't want to be involved and um, he he left and um, that was December 6th I believe and we signed a contract and and uh, firmed everything up in January and and this is where like things start to look really good I uh,
1: gotcha I, so that's that's this year
2: uh, January yeah, this that, year? that carries into um, yeah 2015. Gotcha. So he, he, he is gone in December and we part ways and, um, and then Christmas rolls around. So I, I switch back to kind of focusing on rogue a little bit because Christmas is insane. And right. Okay. And I, so I'm, you know, t- we kind of, in the meantime, Taylor was planning his exit. Like he was, you know, finding the local builders and like, guys that were legit at building guitars and I we ended up landing with a guy that is really incredible. His name's uh, Seth and he worked with Gibson Custom Shop for um, three or four years and then he worked with Robert Benedetto at Benedetto Acoustics, which you go oh, check wow. them out. They make legit guitars. And then he uh-huh. moved, Seth moved out here because his childhood sweetheart was here and so he began working for Breedlove and Weber Instruments, I believe. And which is local, and so there's lots of builder town locally here because of breed love. And uh-huh. oh. um, so Seth um, started the week, the Monday after Christmas, and so this is when I get back into uh, pushing TMG and, and getting things rebooted. And um, he, he starts, and I just uh, I, everything's here. It's, it's been ready. Um, you know, a bunch of necks have been ready for weeks and weeks because Taylor and I were dealing with our stuff and, and Seth busts bus busts balls and gets eight guitars done in two weeks. And, wow. um, it, I was ultra impressed. I went on a little family vacation. I came back and they're all ready. And I'm like, dang dude, like you are amazing. I would have, you know, never experienced this prior. <laughs> right. This uh,
1: this was the new builders? Yeah, this
2: was the new builder. And um, gotcha. and so that week, um, which was January 15th, I was like, we have 10 guitars here. Um, they were meant to be built for dealers to sell. And a couple of them were back orders that I was going to deliver. And the next week after that, the week after that was NAM. And I was like, uh-huh. I'm going down to Nam for Rogue Guitar Shop. I this is my only opportunity. Like, I need to take these guitars and show them yeah. off. Yeah. And um, it was really, it was a, kind of a scary thought process. Like, am I going to get, am I going to get punched in the face by somebody? Yeah, or, totally. <laughs> <laughs> or because uh, you know, there's a lot of hostility still, and I hadn't, oh, sure. I hadn't told anyone that Taylor was gone, and. Um, there's there's a lot of reasons why I haven't spoken out about my my experience, and I'm not even sharing the whole story. But um, of course, there's you know some different legal things and and timing, and I needed I needed to have a game plan and systems in place, and you know in time everything will get out there. I might you know maybe write a book or something, but because this is <laughs> sure. this is movie, <laughs> movie worthy, everyone knows that and uh, uh
0: R- Ryan Ryan actually is uh he has his own like film company so Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> yeah, let's let's make a movie of it.
2: <laughs> you're going to be the, you're going to be the guy that puts this saga to <laughs> to <Yeah>. film. <laughs> cool.
1: Oh man. But uh, um th- well it's it sounds like things are
0: like yeah.
1: very recently turned around, like we Steve and I were at Nam, yeah, and yeah. we were honestly like really surprised. Like, okay, we're seeing Tmg guitars at all these booths here. What is going on? Because the last we had heard was all the internet gossip that no one was getting any guitars.
0: Yeah, an old- I I had heard you know rumors that Tmg was going to be at Nam and that you were going to be there. Yeah, um, kind of through just different Facebook groups. Um, but being at NAMM and walking around and seeing the number of booths that team that had TMG guitars like in the booths and the number of like uh, demo like guys that do demos I forget, uh, exhibitors mm-hmm. that were doing playing TMGs like in uh, for different builders and stuff was really uh, kind of surprising for us. Yeah,
2: definitely. I um, well, I have a lot of relationships and uh, through Rogue and I. I uh, kind of just talked to some guys, and I was just like hey i'm I'm the new owner this brand has a bad history, but I'm rebranding uh-huh. and I'm working I will fully disclose hey like somebody comes up to you and says you know something negative like feel free to just you know give them my number or uh, just tell them hey it's under it's under new ownership which which it was I know I had been involved for four or five months before that, but from it's important to clearly point out that from my involvement on, there has been no negative. Um, you know, there's still guys that haven't got guitars and that's, it's just, it's just a murky waters to navigate. Um, and I'm working really hard for those people and I'm advocating for them and, and, uh, it's just a tough situation. Um, other people, other people owe those guitars and, um, but I'm doing my best to advocate for them. And some of them are, are getting delivered in time and they will all eventually be delivered. And, um, but Nam was, Nam was super cool. Like I, I, I got, uh, guitars in a bunch of booths and there was no, no negative interactions. I was able to meet with, um, uh, a bunch of the artists and a bunch of the regular buyers and some guys that had really bad experiences, some guys that had even shared their experiences on the gear page. And I was able to, uh-huh. you know, be all, you know, I, in that moment. So before I went down to Nam, like that whole week, I was like the week before, actually the Friday before I went, so we laser engrave our necks. And so the, the company used to be Taylor McGrath guitars. And so, um, I rebranded it to TMG Guitar Company, and I I chose not to abandon the whole brand as a whole because sure. there's a lot of guys who have invested in the brand who who have uh, bought guitars, and if I were to just start Jonathan Guitar Company or whatever, uh, all of those guys right. would be forgotten. All the guys that have orders would just be kind of left, you know? Yeah, totally left in the dust or any, it- anything like that, but. So,
1: go ahead. I I think it's really bold what you're doing, and I think it's yeah. uh, I think it's smart too because the the name is already out there. Yes. And even though that there's you know a lot of bad press around it, you're kind of working through a redemption story, and that's going to end up being out there. So yeah, definitely. In the, end, in the end, it sounds like you're you know you're already running a business. You already you know I've never heard anything bad about Rogue Guitar Shop it sounds like you already run things on the up and up. So that's what people can expect from TMG from yeah. now on, basically. Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, you know, all, all businesses make mistakes here and there. It's just how you handle them after you make a mistake. Absolutely. And, um, Absolutely. And, and for me, like I, I, I actually like, um, I'm not, I'm not managing Rogue anymore. And this is kind of a, Crazy thing because Rogue is like a little bit, it's like my baby. Like, I worked my ass off for that company, and
0: okay. I'm, I'm sure. kind
2: of transitioning out of it and really focusing on TMG because I'm super passionate about the one on one relationship that I'm having with people. Like, I get to build a guitar for one guy and inspire one person and give them the best experience I possibly can give them, and at the same time, I'm, I'm rewriting the story. It's a it's a ch- very challenging. It's been a, uh, emotionally challenging. It's even been like borderline uh, traumatizing <laughs> at times. Uh-huh. This experience. And but the the reward of um, rewriting someone's experience and it's hard and it's on an individual basis with these people. But the reward of rewriting the story. And then building a new legacy with the brand is really exciting for me.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a great story. Um, has as far as it is, is, Taylor still involved in any way, or is it just 100 percent you guys now?
2: Yeah, he is not involved in any capacity. In it, none of the owners are not, involved he, in any capacity.
1: Gotcha. Is it's, is he still like a financial owner of the brand or anything like that,
2: or? He is not. He, he, um, yeah, he, he has, I, it's actually a completely, um, new company. So it's now, um, TMG guitar company LLC, which I personally purchased the assets of Taylor McGrath guitars. And I, um, and, and now TMG guitar company owns those assets. So the branding and everything. And, and, um, it's completely separate. And, um, yeah. Uh, the only time that I communicate with Taylor is when I notify him of a of a claim that he has or um you know, he truthfully he's been very helpful in in the process of like transitioning. <laughs> um okay. as weird as that is, like I um you know, I don't talk to him, I haven't talked to him in like months. Apart from once or twice to notify him of some things,
0: but um, yeah, it just kind of sounds like one of. And Ryan and I have known some guys like this, just here and there and everywhere. Where you know, there's some guys that are really cool to hang out with. That sometimes they they get overwhelmed, and instead of when they get overwhelmed, saying stopping and saying, "Hey, I'm overwhelmed." I need to stop now. Like they just kind of let things pile up and then that's when things get out of control.
2: Yeah. I think that there were some, definitely some, um, some points in the, in the brands, um, in the brands history where the owners, all of them could have, um, really taken a good look at things and done things differently. And, um, and, and, the reason why, um, you know, I'm, I'm hurt by the situation and I feel let down by how things went of down. Course. But um, I I still believe that those guys wanted to do the right thing. They just might not have been capable of doing it. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird to think that with all sure. of the all the history and knowledge out there, but
1: yeah. Um, like the, the, the heart was there they just didn't have the ability to, to deal with the size of what they had gotten themselves into and so yeah
2: and it got, think, it
1: got out of control.
2: I, I guess where the train there's, was the there's a little bit of evidence of that was asking me to help. Hey. Sure. Yeah. Help help so in the beginning, uh, you know, back in 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 July when they approached me saying hey we have a problem and we need help i don't i don't think right. that they you know outright you know tried to fraud people or anything like that but things things just were not done in a way that business should be done and really let a lot of people yeah. down overpromised underdelivered and and yeah yeah
1: it kind of kind of reminds you of a lot of things that go down kind of in other businesses like the tech tech world or investment worlds or something like that, where someone does a startup and they get a lot of attention and a lot of money goes into things that aren't important. And then, you know, they never deliver and the whole thing kind of collapses. But thankfully, you know, uh, you were around to kind of, even though it, it really sucked for you, I'm sure, in a lot of parts, it's, it's great that you were able to kind of save this brand. The people that I've talked to who get these guitars are very excited about the product. Uh, they're really excited about the guitars. Uh, the people who are playing them in NAMM seemed really happy about them. Uh, I personally haven't gotten to touch one yet. It sounds like you are planning on sending us one to kind of do a review of. Yeah. So I'm looking forward looking forward to that. Uh, is there anything, now that it's being built by, by different guys, is there, is there anything that's changed with the, the guitars, or is it basically the, the same sort of thing?
2: You know, a lot of the process is the same. Um, we, I'm just refining it and doing it better. So there's a lot of, a lot of n- little nuances that needed to be addressed that help the overall quality of the guitars. Um, how sure. the how the nut was cut, and um, you know different setup things and uh, stuff like that. But I'll I'll give it to Taylor and Shane. They built a product that was really they they at the end they built a product that was really inspiring. Gotcha. Yeah, and um, you know there might be a few cases out there where a couple of guitars were you know not good. Um, and I'm working with those guys from way back when and, and, you know, uh-huh. fixing up their guitars to re-inspire them. I'm all, you know, I'm all about changing people's experiences. So I was talking to a guy today, uh, who has a bass, and I had never heard of this customer. So all of a sudden, you know, somehow I get access to a new email database. <laughs> I find all these uh-huh. stories and people. And so today it was one of those days I got into, um, Shane's old email, and I—I I was skimming through. There's 1,200 emails here, but skimming through, and I found Jeez. this guy, and he kind of was like, "Hey, I've been waiting eight months," and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> is, an, is, this, is this another guy who hasn't got a guitar?" And I reached right. out to him, and he got his—he got his bass, and he was super cool, and he was like, "You know, overall, I didn't have the best experience, but I got my guitar and." and And honestly, like I've played I, my friends have really great guitars, but mine is a little funky, and so today we're working on making that guitar inspiring and gotcha um, cool. so bringing it back and you know it might have been the, back in the day when they were using different pickups or something so yeah,
1: that's awesome man it's, cool. it sounds like you're the right guy to kind of turn something like this around. It sounds like you really have your heart in, in setting things right when they're wrong. So, I think that's probably just what people want to hear if they're interested in the brand at all or interested in what's going on. Definitely. And, uh, I'm, really, I'm really glad that we got to talk to you about this. This is probably going to be our Monday episode, right, Steve? Uh,
0: hopes, Hopefully, yeah. If we can get it well, all smashed together and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think we're going to have to do too many edits or anything here. Uh, so... Everyone thanks for listening. I don't think we have anything left to talk about. That's pretty much well, it, right? so what's
0: uh I know Rogue has the three three guitars out right now, the the Gatton uh, like just listed on the site. You've got the the Gatton, the Ronnie Scott, and then what's the what's the third one?
2: Yeah, so our guitars are the the Dover, which is an S-style, the Gatton, which right. is a T-style, and the Ronnie Scott, which is uh, a JM style. And uh, yeah, sure. those are our those are our primary um, primary uh, guitar types, and then we kind of have a little bit of an exclusive LP model. Um, that's it's just super expensive, kind of ultra high end LP, kind of limited. I'll only talk to you about it if you're really cool. Um, gotcha. Because <laughs> it's really expensive. It has. Uh, um, Brazilian rosewood and uh, ebony and uh-huh. pearl inlays and four hundred dollar pickups and three hundred and fifty dollar wow. custom case and like it's <clears throat> yeah so our primary lines like top
1: top top shelf stuff
2: yeah yeah basically you know TMG is um, do we're all about capturing the essence of the fifties and sixties guitar and you know. That that vintage vibe, you know, those are really expensive guitars, the real thing. But we want to kind of oh, yeah. try to capture that, all that mojo magic, for you know an affordable price that inspires musicians.
0: So. Awesome. All right, sounds great. I'm definitely, uh, I know I'm looking forward to whatever uh, you end up sending out to us for to demo. That's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah,
0: we'll do some. We'll do
1: some, some demos of that and plug it into some amps and some pedals and have some fun with it and cool. uh, talk about it on the show for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks again for the opportunity to uh, talk with you guys. And if anyone, if you guys or anyone else has uh, any questions in the future, uh, we're launching a new website, tmgguitarco.com, and my contact information will be there. My personal contact information will be there and
0: uh awesome
1: and
2: uh yeah anyone reach out including you guys if anything comes up and i the love to chat again
0: for sure this was fun yeah d-
1: definitely uh well let's call it the end of the show here thanks for listening guys uh sorry we didn't have a normal episode for you here but guess what uh we get to do whatever we want because we run the show <laughs> and I <laughs> and I think I think this is a really cool thing that we get to do is to talk to people in the industry uh so, see you guys next week. We don't have a song, right, Steve? Uh, I don't think so. Which national anthem are you going to roll with? Uh, I'll pick something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll pick pick like a European country this time. We'll do a national anthem for sure. Okay. All right. Uh, see you guys later. This has been Ryan. And Steve. And. And Jonathan. <laughs> hey, and Jonathan. <laughs> All right. All right. See you guys next week. <laughs>
0: See ya. Yeah.